0: Hey, welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we are getting a little better at life. I am your host, Corey Mascara. Happy Monday, if you're listening on a Monday. Today, we're gonna talk about a technique that you can use to manage different emotions that come up so that they're less overwhelming and we have more emotional intelligence. First, let's settle in by tuning in to the sound of the bell. Follow it with your attention all the way until it dissolves into silence. So, do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by emotions that are coming up? Do you ever find yourself caught in the soup of different emotions and not able to make sense of them? Do you ever find yourself reacting to emotions in a way that you wish you didn't? This is very common. Uh, Emotions are often the energy that drive action and also form the foundation for how we assess how this moment is going and how we're feeling. A lot of times, emotions are just happening beneath the surface of our awareness, sort of taking us in one direction or another, but the good news is it doesn't have to be that way. A lot of the training we've been talking about in this podcast, including things like mindfulness and meditation, do help us to learn about our emotions, to regulate our emotions, and not be so enslaved to our emotions. And also, let me say, that it teaches us how to express our emotions as well. So this isn't just about controlling, regulating. It's also about learning how to relate to them skillfully in a way that makes the most sense for the moment. There's another very simple, specific technique that you can use to get more familiar with your emotions and be able to, to manage them more skillfully. And this is simply learning to label and name the emotions as they arise. So for instance, you might be standing in line at the grocery store, things are going slow, you feel yourself getting frustrated, and instead of just reacting to that emotion, you can stop, drop in, and go, oh, this is anger, or oh, this is impatience. Now, that might sound very simple, and it might not seem meaningful or profound or like it has much utility, But there's more happening beneath the surface than we might initially perceive. What's going on when you name an emotion is you're using two different parts of the brain. When you're experiencing an emotion, that's most likely happening in more primal parts of the brain, the limbic system. And this is what a lot of different animals would be responding to. They feel something and then they immediately react. As humans, we have uh, another newer, more evolved part of the brain specifically the prefrontal cortex, that's more involved with language, reasoning, self-regulation. And this would be the area of the brain that we're exercising when we actively become aware of, oh, there's this emotion, and then we go, what actually is this emotion? And we label it. Now, when those two parts of the brain are interacting, now instead of being completely overwhelmed by the emotion in a way that an animal would, where they feel something and just react to it, we're able to hold it with more awareness, kind of assess it, name it for what it is, and that in itself creates more space between the stimulus and response, which we talked about in one of the earlier episodes. This technique is also very common in trauma therapies. One of the things that can happen in trauma is there's a bit of a severance between those two parts of the brain. They stop communicating as well. And anyone that's endured some trauma, and if you're listening, maybe this resonates, there's often a... um, I use the word soupy because it's the first thing that comes to mind, a a soupy feeling with emotions and sensations. It's just, it's hard to put boundaries around them, parameters, make sense of them. What am I actually feeling? Is this a good feeling, a bad feeling, positive, negative, neutral, pleasurable? It all kind of just becomes confusing and a big part of learning how to to work with those emotions, make sense of them and sort of reintegrate a, a more coherent sense of self comes from being able to apply some language to those experiences and start to go okay in this moment this is pleasurable in this moment this is unpleasurable in this moment i think this feels like joy in this moment this feels like anger and the more vividly you do this with emotions and the more frequently you do this with emotions the more you start to develop a capacity to hold those emotions with some awareness, be able to relate to them, respond to them, manipulate them even, but at the very least not be totally overwhelmed by them. And whether we're recovering and working through trauma or we're just trying to gain a little bit more of an understanding of how to be in the world, this is a really powerful skill set It could be before you have to give a public talk and you start to feel nervousness. Just being able to name, oh, this is nervousness. Or you get into a little bit of an argument with someone at work or your partner and you feel that energy bubbling up in the body, like heat in the face and tightness in the chest. If you're able to drop in and go, oh, this is anger, this is frustration. Now, instead of it being this thing that is you, it's this thing that you can relate to. You take this experience that was literally you, and you you bring it outside in your awareness so that you can see it, almost like you could touch it, see the edges of it, the boundaries of it, and that's one of the things that being able to label it and name it does. It gives it more texture, gives it more edges, and allows you to relate to it. So. You can learn more about this idea by googling emotional granularity. There's a lot of research on emotional granularity and that's simply your ability to differentiate between the specificity of emotions. And there's good research to show the correlation between that capacity, emotional granularity, and well-being. So try this out today. It's very simple. I'd say try it out five times if you can, if you have five emotions today. When those emotions come up, including all the positive ones, just see if you can name them while they're there. Oh, this is joy. Oh, this is anger. Oh, this is boredom. Depending on your relationship to your body and how familiar you are with this kind of relating to yourself, this may be easier or more difficult. If you find it hard to pinpoint very specifically of like, this is joy or this is anger, you can start with, this is pleasant, this is unpleasant, or this is neutral, and then build from there getting more and more granular. Okay, try that out, have some fun with it, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then... Take care. Hey, hey, before you go, if you want resources, book recommendations, app recommendations, meditations to help you out on this journey, just text your email address to plus one six three one three three seven eight two nine eight. And you'll get an automated email with all of those resources. Specifically, and this uh, this is also for those of you that have heard this before and already have these resources, there's a meditation called the Body Scan Meditation. This would be a great meditation to do alongside this episode as it's specifically working with sensations in the body. To supplement that meditation, what you can do as you're going through the Body Scan You just name the different experiences that come up, the different sensations, the different emotions that arise. That will make it blend more with this episode. So that's the body scan meditation. Again, to get those, just text your email to plus one, six, three, one, three, three, seven, eight, two, nine, eight. As always, if you like what we're doing with this podcast and you feel inspired to leave a review goes a really long way and it's very much appreciated. The best place to do that is over at iTunes. Thank you so much in advance and thanks for being on this practicing human journey with me and the whole community. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care.